Discover raw, inspiring stories from runners who've been right where you are. This is the Choose to Endure Ultra Running Podcast with your host, he's English, not Australian, Richard Gleave. Hello and welcome to part one of Ultra Essentials, your comprehensive refresher guide to mastering the world of ultra running. Whether you're lacing up for the first time, returning to the trails after a break, or you're a seasoned ultra marathoner, this three-part micro-series with 10 chapters is crafted with you in mind. There's always room to learn, grow, enhance, and refocus your approach to the sport. My name's Richard Gleave. I'm an avid but pretty slow ultra runner myself, and I'll be both your crew and medic if needed on this mini journey. So here in our first chapter of 10, we lay the foundation for what promises to be an enlightening series. We'll explore the core principles of ultra running, setting the stage for the exciting topics up around the bend. Our series of short chapters will cover everything from selecting the right footwear to mastering nutrition, uh, understanding the nuances of gear, training techniques, and much more, all in short, bite-sized, and easily consumable formats, ready to reuse at a moment's notice, giving you a kind of a broad, high-level view of a variety of topics that you can then go more in-depth on elsewhere at your leisure, or if they're more pertinent to you. So, Ultra running is not just about endurance. It's a journey of self-discovery where every mile teaches us something about our capabilities. Whether you're aiming to complete your first ultra or you're pushing boundaries in challenging terrains, this series hopes to provide you with the tools and knowledge to better achieve your goals. But it's not all about the physical journey. Ultra running is as much a mental challenge as it is a physical one. Uh, it's about pushing your limits understanding your body, and learning to overcome the mental barriers that arise when you're out on the trail mile after mile. We'll delve into the mental aspects of ultra running, discuss injury prevention and management, dressing for success, and navigating the trails while you're out there too. Lastly, don't underestimate the power of a supportive community. It's one of the things that makes ultra running really stand out as a sport. Joining a local running group or Connecting with other runners online, especially in race-specific Facebook pages, can provide invaluable advice, uh, motivation, and camaraderie. Although you might end up running alone at times in an ultra race, it isn't just a solo journey, it's very much a shared adventure and experience. So, whether you're just starting out, whether you're dusting off your trail shoes, or maybe looking to refine your ultra strategy, ultra essentials here can be your companion through every step, climb, and descent. Join us as we embark on this adventure together, rediscovering the joy and the challenge of ultra running. Stay tuned here for chapter two coming up, where we kick things off in earnest by diving into choosing the right footwear, where we'll unravel the mystery of selecting the perfect shoes for your ultra journey, which is a decision, let's face it, that could make or break your experience. So welcome to chapter two. This one is all about a crucial aspect of ultra running. Yes, we're talking shoes, the metaphorical and very literal foundation of every runner's gear. So when it comes to ultra marathons, 
Uh, the importance of proper footwear simply can't be overstated. Your feet are going to carry you over many miles across diverse terrains, potentially through water, and they need the right support. The wrong shoes can lead not just to discomfort, but injuries, blisters, and potentially a ruined race experience, which no one wants. So let's start with terrain. The kind of trails you'll be running on should heavily influence your shoe choice. For rocky and technical terrain, you're going to need shoes with good grip and pretty sturdy protection. For softer, muddy trails, look for shoes with deep lugs that provide a bunch of traction. If you're running on non-technical trails like crushed granite, you might look for a pair with a really good amount of cushion. And if you're running on a mix of terrains, find a versatile hybrid pair that offers a balance of features. It's not uncommon to wear multiple shoes to account for changes of terrain throughout a single race either, so uh, don't be afraid to mix and match as necessary. Fit is also paramount. You'll want a shoe that's snug but not tight. Remember, your feet are going to swell on long runs, so leave a thumb's width of space in the toe box, literally. Put a thumb horizontally at the end of your shoe where your big toe is and make sure you have the appropriate room. Uh, the heel should be secure with minimal slippage. You definitely don't want that sliding up and down and rubbing. And the midfoot should be comfortable but firmly held, not too tight. A good fit means less risk of blisters and more comfort out on the trail. Cushioning and support are next on the checklist. Ultra distances mean you're going to need extra cushioning to absorb the impact over time. But, like anything, it's a balancing act. Uh, too much cushioning can reduce trail feel and increase the risk of rolling ankles since you're going to be sitting up high, and too little might not provide enough protection underfoot and your feet may well get extra sore. So depending on your running style and preference, find a shoe that gives you the right amount of cushioning while still allowing for ground feel. And this, again, may change on a race-by-race -race basis. Let's not forget about support, either. Your shoes should support your natural gait. Some runners need more arch support, while others need uh, a neutral shoe. It's not one-size-fits-all, so consider going to a local running store or trail running store if you have one and getting a gait analysis done. That could prove really handy over time. And then finally, uh, when should you replace your running shoes? Well, generally, between three to 500 miles is a good rule of thumb. But pay attention to signs of wear, like diminished cushioning, worn threads, or any discomfort you might be having, especially in hips or knees like me. Remember, your shoes are your primary tool, so make sure to keep them in top condition. That's a wrap for today's Crash Course on Footwear. Uh, next time, we're talking nutrition, which is another key area for your ultra success. Until then, keep running and remember that the right shoes can take you to incredible places. I'm Richard Glebe. Happy trails. Welcome back to Ultra Essentials. If you're just tuning in, I'm Richard Glebe, your host for this three-part mini-series. In this chapter, which is chapter three of ten, we are diving into a topic that's almost as crucial as your training schedule, and that is nutrition. Uh, nutrition in ultra running isn't just about eating, it's really about a fueling strategy. The food you consume before, during, and after your run can greatly affect 
fuel performance and recovery. So let's break down the basics. First up, carbohydrates. You'll have heard about these, right? Carbs are your body's main source of energy during medium to faster runs. They're stored as glycogen in your muscles and liver, and they are what your body taps into when you're pounding the trails at greater speed or greater effort. Think of them as your most readily available fuel for short to medium haul efforts. Then there are proteins and fats. Protein, as you might know, is crucial for muscle repair and recovery. And while it's not a primary energy source during your run, it is essential for rebuilding muscles post-run. Fats, on the other hand, are important as a long-term energy source, especially when your carb stores start to deplete. For runners at the back of the pack, like us, uh, and really anyone who has an interest, there's a lot of research behind adapting the body through training to use fats as a primary energy source, because that's a much larger source of energy rather than relying solely on the smaller carb amounts, which require replenishment more often. You'll know that if you've ever bumped during a marathon. Hydration and electrolyte balance are key too, so staying hydrated is not just about drinking water, it's about maintaining a balance of electrolytes, and those are minerals uh, like sodium, potassium, magnesium, calcium. These are lost through sweat, and they need to be replenished to avoid cramps and dehydration and for body systems to function appropriately. But again, it's a balance. You don't want to drink too little or too much. Drinking to thirst is often advised. So what should you eat and drink before, during, and after a run? Well, pre-run, you should focus on some easily digestible carbs along with some protein. Think things like oatmeal, banana, peanut butter, or bagel with honey. This meal should ideally be be consumed about two hours before you go out and run. Then during the run, your main focus is carbs and hydration. Energy gels, chews, bars, those are all good. Uh, Or if, like me, you prefer real foods like fruits, nuts, sandwiches, even burgers and quesadillas can work, and they're pretty prevalent across many ultra races. And don't forget to sip on water and electrolyte drinks, especially during longer runs or in hot weather. Pickle juice, although very much an acquired taste, can help stave off cramps, and it's also really useful as a final lap pick-me-up when mixed with a shot of vodka. Yep, ask me how I know that one. Post-run nutrition, uh, that's all about recovery. Aim for a good mix of carbs to replenish those stores, and protein to rebuild muscle within 30 minutes to an hour or so after your run. A protein shake with fruit, a turkey and cheese sandwich, scrambled eggs on toast, or perhaps rice and chicken bowl can be great options to refuel and repair. That's a wrap, pun intended, on mastering nutrition for long distances. Nutrition's really personal, right? So experiment and find what works best for you. Join us next time on part two of the miniseries as we delve into the world of hydration vests and strategies, dressing for success, and navigating the trails. Feel free to bounce around the chapters as needed. Until then, eat well, run strong, and stay tuned. I'm Rich Lee here on the Choose to Endure podcast, wishing you happy trails. Thanks for running with us at the Choose to Endure podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show. We had a blast. If you did, make sure to like, rate, and review. And we'll be back soon. 
Keep racking up the miles and the stories, and we'll catch you at the next trailhead. Until then, remember to run long, run strong.